That oh went down God. easy. Freaking Rihanna's fashion show comes out on Amazon Prime. Okay. Okay. So, sorry, and I'm sorry. Shout out to Rihanna. So, you know, the Victoria's Secret Rihanna's show, so. right? Mm-hmm. She has her own show. It's Fenty Savage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it premieres, I think, tomorrow, the second. I think it's tomorrow. This will be her second one. This will be her second one, yes. So, she has everybody performing and all this other shit, so I'm so excited. But she came out with a skincare line. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we're Rihanna fans. Mm-hmm. I rave over this bitch. She's mm-hmm. like my best friend. Best friend, best friend, best friend. Mm-hmm. Far, far, far removed. Mm-hmm. Um... But you know what? I just want to... Let's just give prop. I want to shout out to Rihanna. Uh, let's shout out to Rihanna. Because, like, to be honest, I loved her when she came out. That bit was hot in the club. Always, you hear like, me? If it's something that you want, you should make me yeah, your girl. Yeah, yeah girl. Listen, Rihanna always been hot to me. Now, she had a very dark past with Chris Brown. Christopher. Right? She I went on it. She had an interview with Oprah. Um, he had an interview, ended up throwing a chair out the window. Like it's so it's a lot go it was a lot going on with Rihanna. And then she turned bad girl, right? So Umbrella came out, Umbrella, Ella, and then talk that talk. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So like you kinda start you kinda like grew up with Rihanna. Like you saw the stages of like the thing that she went through. Her personality started changing. Like she used to be the very sweet island girl that seemed very naive. And then she had to grow up real fucking quick. Yeah, because after the Chris Brown thing, the Russian roulette song came Came out the song yeah. with Jeezy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, since, so, yeah, yeah it got tough after that. She bad girl, and it's like this is what these niggas do, right? So it's like the situation goes, it always goes it's back so to such a fucked up ass relationship that you had. It's like it teaches you lessons, it changes you as a person, it makes you either colder. Um, or more or harder or less manipulative or whatever. Like these relationships always seem to change us in some way. Some later than others. Some catch on sooner than others. But like all in all, I do feel like the growth of a woman is kind of shaped by the man that she's with. Yeah, which is the experiences crazy to me. The people around her. Yeah. And so I just want to, you know, applaud Rihanna for never stopping. Like she didn't really want to be a singer for real. She wanted to be in fashion. And art and design, and she's doing that, and she's doing such an amazing job. Billionaire, haired no ass, about these albums and gives no fuck on. about music at this point because it's like, bro, I'm building an empire. I'm trying to be bigger than Victoria's Secret. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be vintage savvy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm incorporating so many elements to my shit. Like skincare, niggas, what's up? And actually, that um, I think it's called Fat Water. That mm-hmm. shit feels like. I don't even know. Devorah got it for her graduation, and she let me and she let me um, try some on my face. I don't know what it was, but it was just like, oh my god, Rihanna, this is lovely. This is love, and it's like I'm just starting to get into skin regimens for real because apparently that's a thing. Yeah, um, we're supposed to take care of our skin, guys. Yeah. Um, so washing the face with soap and water is not gonna cut it. You know, um, the toner and the and the mm-hmm. and the what the oil because it's so it's so it's many steps. But she has like a one uh, a three and all step of like the process to like have like the best skin. You know, so like shout out to her for coming out with Fenty Skin. Um, her shit always sold out. That's kind of like the only downfall I have for Fen- for Fenty Savage. 
Um, make a little more. Everybody, yeah, I mean, she, this she shit keeps, is booming. Like, she keeps um, a demand for her stuff. For yeah, sure. this shit booming. So. I'm gonna need you to let it boom and like produce way more than what y'all producing. Um, also, Fenty Fashion, seven hundred dollars for a coat. I ain't there yet, sis. Maybe one day. Oh, I didn't know about Fenty Fashion. I just knew yeah, about the yeah. She has this leather skirt that I want. I want that shit. Four hundred fifty-five dollars. <laughs> Not and it's there yet. so nice. Not there yet. It's so nice. I can't go to a mediocre place in a four hundred fifty dollars dress. Yeah, like, I mean, where skirt. Am I, where am I going I'm that? not sitting down in a regular ass yeah, bar. Like where I'm just am not. I going? I'm just in not. This. I need to be out of the country in that skirt. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So out the I just kind of want. I just thought about her and her show comes on. I watched it last year, Amazon Prime. So I'm gonna watch it again this year. It's supposed to be bigger and better, as it always should be. You always should keep rising to the top with your shit. So shout out to you, Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna. We are huge fans over here on mm-hmm. this end. Um, girl, I got damn near all your makeup at this point. This shit yes, ridiculous. Sis. I have all of them. All the lip glosses, all the highlighters. Um, I have the foundation, that other shit. I have all that Shimmer, stuff. Shimmer, I got a concealer. Yeah. First of all. I got some a, shimmer too, yeah. It's, it's a very good idea. Yeah. The concealer, like, uh, as a roll-on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See you, girl. You got it. So we're huge. We're huge Rihanna fans over here. Obviously, we had talked about this oh, you know, earlier you on. Him, Pastor Mitchell. Mm-mm. Oh, go ahead. Um, we had talked about this earlier on. So we're big Rihanna fans. Shout out to Rihanna. Mm-hmm. What we did not do before Michael went on, and I'm gonna let her have it. It's fine. <laughs> is hey everybody? It's Lee, and this is <laughs> let us say it for That's you. Big Mike in his in house. house. <laughs> yes, clearly we've uh, we've been in the his house. Bye. Talking. No, it's fine. So shout out to Rihanna. We love Rihanna. Um, what I saw, Meg. Did you see that Meg was making pants? Fashion Nova for long people. She was working with Fashion Nova to make pants for longer gals. Yeah, so I, I thought that, and I was like, that's great. Hey, tall girl pants. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, sus. Yeah, and so in her, like, her initial post after Tori went on his tyrant tirade, um, she was like, you know, nothing real can be destroyed. Anyway, remember I told you I was looking for Fashion Nova? Um, these are the first ones, and they were, like, long pants that fit her normally, you know? You know? So there you go, tall girls. All the stallions in the world. Very, about to be very appreciative of that. Yes, another shout thing, out fashion, to the five niners. Fashion five Nova niners has come out with children clothing, and <laughs> some of the things I, I didn't see. Like I saw a post at, or on Facebook, and they were just going in on how who the fuck wants their little girls to be dressing like this. And it was things like tank tops, crop tops, and these are little ass girls, like six, seven, Girl, eight. I was like, all these, all these women, they think it's cute because we've seen they, yep. countless accounts with these little girls with these crop tops baby they little girls out, like one and they looking just like their mama mm. you shouldn't want your baby to look like you you a grown-ass woman your baby is two yeah. or six months old or or seven or eight because like come the little on girl, so you're right um i guess that's where it comes from they love that shit they can't wait to dress like oh my god oh lord i don't know what that's about i don't oh i don't lord. like that you know men are watching your babies yes so I just want perverts you to... pedophiles i'm and very very big on that i know it doesn't matter what they got on but it doesn't at help. least you can help diminish the temptation it doesn't, of it a doesn't predator help. him like if she if he likes four-year-olds he likes four-year-olds right but, but seeing a four-year-old with, with baggy shirts and baggy pants as opposed to some shit where her little Crop stomach showing and these, and these little diaper, ass shorts diaper um diaper jeans where it don't be like pants it kind of like it's like it goes over their diaper like perfectly and like that, that's panties. really supposed to be worn under dresses. Under things. so right. i'm not even understanding where all this comes mm-hmm. from but yes um you you excite 
all the nasty mofos that like little children by doing that. Um, not trying to tell anybody how to raise their kids, but I'm definitely gonna give you the side of that bitch. I see a baby in some real stupid shit. Um, you didn't see cuties, did you? No, we still didn't see. I still didn't see it. I keep forgetting about it, and I want to say I watch it tonight, but I don't. All right. Thanks. So. But I'm I'm gonna by next episode I'm gonna get started. All right. Um. So another thing I saw recently in the news is Naya Rivera, rest her soul. Her sister has moved in with, with the dude with the baby, baby daddy, daddy. They, their ex husband now. Um. They broke up before she passed away. Um. For the kid and everybody's like, mm, what's that? So I didn't listen to his interview, but the caption I saw of it was he explained that the reason why he did it is because his son asked for it, and that's like the closest thing he has to a mother. Yep. How weird is this? What do we think? I mean, what happens in movies all the time? What happens in... Um, I'm just thinking about movies and shows. Like, yeah. a loved one dies, and the sister and the best friend, what happens? They hook up. They end up being together, right? This happened in Orange and New Black, for people who watched that. Um, sorry. It happened in the first <laughs> season, and um, Sus went to jail. So she's basically... She's not here anymore, and she's yeah. not getting out. But to console each other, her best friend and her current boyfriend got super close. And in getting super close, they end up having sex. And in having sex, they got into a relationship. She got pregnant. So it's one of those things where, like, people like to use that as, like, and I don't think they intentionally mean to do it. I do think that it just naturally happens happens, because you're both grieving over the same thing. And it's like, wow. You're so actually a pretty great yeah, person. Listen, you're great. Let's oh do God, it. Oh, my God. Look at you. Like, but so that's kind of what I think is going on. I don't know if it's going to be sexual, but I do know if you're grieving. Have you? How many girls have you seen crying on a nigga's shoulder that was a friend, and all of a sudden she just reaches up and kisses him, and he kisses her back? Yeah, I see that movies. So many times movies a lot. It's but true. that means to me, this and, and, I, for real. and I always thought that was so weird. Like, if someone I love just died, I'm not in the mood to fuck, right? But I, and I always thought that was weird. But I see it so much. It's I'm apparently, right. a common right thing you know you're you're so sad you just want to feel good i guess guess. but i was like i'm not my vagina is not popping at this moment i'm saddened you know but i I know some people that are just like they're so against being in a bad mood like in any means that they would just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it come on my dick Mm -hmm. get hard my vagina get wet let's just let's just make them interact so i don't have to think about the sad shit that's happening and I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's the equivalent to taking a shot or hitting the weed or yeah. you just hit the dick, I guess. So I don't know. Who knows if they're gonna actually date. Um the thing is this situation is so help, sad. Though. Yeah, the situation is so sad. Uh, about what happened to her and the little boy that it's like, I don't know, in their situation, if that did happen there was a movie about that one time with like a soldier. And they, everybody thought he was dead for like two years. And then to come back, yeah. the soldier's with the wife. Yeah. The soldier's brother yeah. is with his wife. And he's just like. Weird. And he was a little he was a little crazy. And I don't even remember how that movie ended. But when he started finding out, he's like, what are you doing, Michelle? You know, he's just like, uh, nothing, man. You know, we just, we're just cool. But they had literally just they started They loved fucking, each other. And like, they were like oh my God, head over this heels. This is it. And crazy dead husband came back. back. That's some scary shit, too. Like, where the fuck you been? Teach you how to stop dating so close. Yeah. No matter what. Like, it's always somebody else. Yep. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, but in the their situation, the day, I, I see it. Because it's like, how fucked up is that, though? Like, if the person died, then you date them. It's like, people are going to give you the side eye. Like, why are you fucking him or whatever? But you're just, I don't know. Thinking about their scenario and just how fucking sad that is. It's like, if they did start dating, I don't know why I feel like. I know it would be weird, but it wouldn't, like. 
But that's what happens in movies. What yeah, happens? People, when reason, they I'm... grieve, they get together. Like, it's not unheard of. It's like, what the fuck? But it's like, if this is the person who was there, and you both were equally close to this one person, that is what connects you to them. So now y'all sharing memories about this person. Now y'all basically talking about back and forth, like how that person got on your nerves. So now y'all laughing about this shit because like, she's gone. Remember that shit she used to do, blah, blah, blah. So like you're connecting on so many different levels. So I think it's just natural. You're spending so much time with this person and then all of a sudden a romantic thing happens. Do I think they smashed on the first night she was crying? No, I don't. But I do think it can grow into a romantic relationship. And I wouldn't think that's, I mean, it is what it is, you know, like, it is what it is. Mm. People going to feel, they going to they gonna act on their feelings. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you yeah, just yeah. go with whatever that comes with. However the flow goes, I guess. All right, well, rest in peace, Naya, and I hope your family is doing a little better with the loss. Um, So a whole bunch of babies have popped up lately, like in the celebrity world. Again, we shouted out Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. They apparently lost their son recently so that is really sad because she mm-hmm. looked like she was far enough along like i'd even say like six seven months pregnant like she looked like she was Ooh, up did there. they talk about like what happened i, I just like saw the glimpse I of it, but, my yeah but i don't know so i'm really sorry for them for that but then you have bow wow apparently has a son we don't know when that happened but bow wow songs kind of did the same shit too trey songs boy, did that boy pop popped up. Up. <laughs> and the little boy is cute I was um, like, huh? He popped up with a baby surprise. Um, so, like, yeah, that's true. Um, Usher just had a baby with um, a woman. How old is Usher? I don't know, but he usually dates older is women. Is he 45? So he's, he's like 30. I think I feel like he's like high 30s. Now? He's like six oh years God. older than us, I think. 41. I knew it was 40. He's 41. So that <laughs> means his woman. Shout out to you, bro. So his baby's mama is more than likely like 48. Like yeah. he likes his. Because when he was married to the first but lady. But having a baby. She can do it. I mean. She can do it. Well, maybe he sized he down. Maybe he aged down for this one. But he does typically date. Like the his wife, the one he just had, his light-skinned lady, she was older than him. And the one before that that was his stylist, she was older than him. Usher seems to like, you How know. How many children does he have? This is his first one? This is his third. He had two with oh. the first wife. And then one with this lady. And it's a girl. So that's nice. That is nice. Herpes yes. didn't stop her, did it? <laughs> 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 okay, the girl is the girl is thirty seven. Her name is Jane. Oh, he went Gors- younger. Gorsichera. Oh, that's cute. Goikochea. Wow. Where are you from, sis? We do have to shout out Tiana. Tiana had her second little girl with um, her husband. Um, Love Tiana. Who else is having babies? Okay, yeah, Nikki. Nikki Minaj has had her first baby. Shout out to you, sis. Crazy, yeah. Nikki's a mom. She about thirty eight, ain't it? I guess. Yeah, she 38. Look at me. Don't she all these she people ages? Yeah. <laughs> she's 37. Yes. She's old. I'm she's 37? She's 37. Yeah, I looked okay. her up earlier. I was like, dang. Nikki up there. Um, Who? Oh, my gosh. There was somebody that was like 40-something, and it was like, damn, I know she's that old. Um, I feel like it probably was like Mimi from Love and Hip Hop or something like that. But Mimi's like 48, oh. which isn't old, old, but I didn't think she was 48. Like, I mean, she actually looks yeah, very good. Yeah, you know yeah. what? This is true. Yeah. What I was gonna say about oh Tian Ter, uh Shrumpert. I hate saying his name. Shrumpert. Yeah. So Shrumpert. he made a post about he was like, Damn, 
my baby mama just dropped blah 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 the baby's here no stretch marks like i'm looking at her yes, like honey. how the doctor says people six weeks came, but i'm trying to do it right right now. people yeah. came at him so hard for saying that she didn't have stretch marks all these women was like oh what you mean stretch marks things blah 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 i'm just trying to like what you trying to say about women with stretch marks like everybody was like so he made another post he was like hey um I think stretch marks I are beautiful, too, yeah. but I'm just, I was just sharing about my wife Surprises. and her beautiful skin and stretch marks are beautiful. She got some on her ass. Like he kind of tried to make light of it. But my thing is like, just because I celebrate something does not mean I'm diminishing anything else. Black Lives Matter, perfect example. Yes. Oh, my God. Just because I'm oh, for Black oh, Lives Matter weirdos. does not mean I want everybody else to suffer in the trenches. That does not mean that. So I just hate that everybody has to kind of like go back and forth on what they said. They said what they said. They're not dissing nobody. Like yeah. I'm literally just saying, my, I can't believe she's had another kid. Ain't no stretch marks nowhere, babe. Like ain't nowhere. Yeah, he's like, just, he's just surprised because he thought they was going to come this time, I guess. The hell? Some people got, you know, stretching yeah, skin I think, than others. I think we, to me, it's like, all right, guys, come on, like. Let him live. Damn. Let like, people can live, he, Can dog. he just, like, I mean, and, and my thing, to me, because I know I got on that when it comes to, like, when, when men make a purpose to say they are, like, black men or something. Like, yeah, I don't like black women. Or I don't like dark-skinned women. I prefer light skin. Or I don't like black women at all. I like black women, whatever. It's just like, okay. That was so, I feel like, unnecessary to voice, especially if you know what your fellow black women go through on a regular basis the light-skinned ones dark-skinned ones all of us right in this situation not to say people don't have hard times with their stretch marks i have many stretch marks on my ass and my stomach i had a child um and some women don't and they just have stretch marks like they just be popping the fuck up that is great yeah they just be there but it's like there, there's like the stretch mark community as far as i know is not like a is it like a community are we are we oppressed people because we got stretch marks like it's the, as deep as you guys all took it because he just liked something on his wife. I just feel like we really got to like check our emotions at the door a little bit here. Like we get offended. That to me, just it's a black man talking about his black wife. Just let him be hype about whatever the fuck he's hype about. It literally has nothing to do with you. Yeah. At all. At all. And that's on baby mama find those stretch marks. So I guess it's a thing. I get it, but... I, I mean, I have stretch marks, and I couldn't give a fuck. I, I had stretch marks since eighth grade. They yeah. Were, they were annoying because I was 13. That's the only thing. I, I'm like, bro. This is not right. I don't understand. I'm not thick. I'm very tall. I'm very slender. Why the fuck do I have stretch marks? But um, there is a negative thing, and I think a lot of comedians always... Like, I know <laughs> Mike Epps makes a joke about it. That tiger, tiger strike. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> he's so fucking funny. Um, but it's one thing I think to just, uh, celebrate bodies that are not perfect, celebrate bodies that skin don't stretch as others. And I feel like that's kind of a part of a growing body, a 13 year old who just shoots out of nowhere to be five, seven has stretch marks. That's just a part of the body. Like that person cannot help what their body does when it moves and shifts and grows and stretches. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I think we're just too over fucking critical of every single last thing that has to do with a woman. Like women are always mm. knocked down, dissected with the breast size, with the ass size, with the hips or no hips, mm -hmm. stretch marks, no stretch marks, light or dark. Like it's always a scrutiny of beauty, no matter what, if the woman is black or white. It's just you're a woman. Let me dissect you. And we're gonna get all in your shit. Mm -hmm. So 
Shout out to him for loving his wife. Shout out for Tiana for obviously not giving a fuck. She got kids right. and shit. So, um. That wake up love song is pretty. The video is nice. Yeah. The, apparently, new thing. Tory Lanez admits to still loving Megan Stallion and new music. Good night. I just feel like, Good sir, night. you don't shut the fuck up and get going somewhere with that. All right. So, there was a big back and forth. I don't know how much you kept up with this, but I listened to a lot of it on my, um, it's not working and I let like YouTube stuff run or whatever. So Joe Budden and Charlamagne been having like this crazy ass beef for the past couple. They have a very love hate relationship anyway. It seems they're like frenemies, but I think there was respect there more than anything. So they were leaning more towards the friend thing. But the summary of the gist of it is that um, Joe Budden is like the first one to go to Spotify with his podcast. And then he decides to leave because he said they're not paying him what he's supposed to get paid. Like when he asked for a certain amount of money, they were like, here goes some Rolexes. And he was just like, nah. Like, you giving this white man a gang of money. Like, he's literally on some black, white shit. Like, you give these white people whatever the fuck they ask you for. And when I come to you, you trying to give me a fucking watch? Like, what the fuck I look like? So, he snapped. And he was like, fuck y'all, I'm not doing it. So, then Charlemagne um, apparently made a comment on The Breakfast Club along the lines of, you know, Joe just doesn't know how to do good business. This is the second time now that he's getting these contracts that he feels like are just fucked up. And it's like, okay, you, you're signing these things. You're making the decision, you're signing them, and then you're coming and you're crying wolf and you're making everybody else a victim. If, and I'm not saying what they're doing to you, you know, isn't unfair if that's the case, but you didn't sign up for them to do more. This is what the fuck you accepted. So you sitting here getting mad now, you, he, and the gist of it was you don't, he doesn't know how to do good business. So I listened to Joe, you know, go off on his ass for the longest, and it was like a part of his podcast, and the gist of what Joe was saying is like, you know, the... This shit that I'm fighting for, whatever, is mine. Like, the Joe Budden podcast is one of the highest rated podcasts. So, like, one of the highest ever. So, it's like, he's like, I'm this shit that I'm fighting for, that I'm trying to get paid for, is mine. You work for white people. This is, you have a job somewhere that you do, and you and I aren't in the same fight. He was like, right. the deals you're working are not the deals I'm working. The shit I'm doing is the shit that's going to make it possible for you to get better deals when you get your own shit for real, right. instead of still working for people. So, he snapped. Like, Joe snapped, and then he's running this whole thing about, like, y'all be so quick to just believe everything you fucking hear. Like, they were saying how Joe was wanting $32 million or $3 million, something crazy. And he was like, I didn't fucking ask them for that. And, he, and then <laughs> the other guy was like, and even if I did, so fucking what? That, the equivalent to that is, no, here's a watch. Right. Go vibe. You know what I'm saying? So the, the unfortunate part is seeing the two of them, because they are both very big people in their fields. You know, in the podcast field and in the radio, television field for Charlemagne and stuff like that. So it is unfortunate to see them beef and have this back and forth like that. And that was something else that Joe Button was kind of hollering at. He was just like, you know, us doing this shit like this, like this is not necessarily this is what they wanted, but it's just like, how the fuck does this help anything? You sitting here publicly coming at me about some shit, telling me I'm not doing right when they're the ones that's not trying to pay me what the fuck I'm supposed to if be. If anything, paid. you're supposed to be vouching. Yeah, for you me. should be vouching for me, even if you feel like it's fucked up. So I think I saw another one where I guess Charlemagne. I heard Charlemagne just lightly talk about it. He didn't talk about it much on the podcast, but it was something like a whole bunch of shit been happening with Joe lately. So then after that, like Tahiri, which is one of his like long exes or whatever, oh, Tahiri came out and saying he beat her ass before. And um, there's video or some recording coming out about him beating up Sin. And he's always had, like, abuse allegations against him, but he's always denied them. And women have been proven to be liars or whatever, but in these two cases, he has those two. So then it's like, Charlamagne was like, you know, when Angela talked about it, I think, like a rumor report, um, Charlamagne was kind of just like, you know, we're not going to bash him like he would us easily. You know, he's just like, you know, I hope 
it works out for both parties. You know, Envy gave his nice little comment, whatever. But it's like, there's another thing, girl, about how she, um, Joe Jack, like, he must have said something to the effect of he plays with his dog's dick because it's like sexual tension. The dog needs to get out. He said, I didn't hear the exact thing. But he was, like, they talked about it. And it was like, yeah, Joe talked about playing with his dog dick. Like, that's crazy. And he, he said it in a joking way. But I'm guessing people are like, ew, Jody, you your dog's dick? And so he went on. And it was like, he thinks it's a smear campaign against him. And everyone's against him now because all this shit coming out. He didn't want to sign with them. Now he whooping her ass. And he whooping her ass. And he jacking off dogs. And it's just like, he's like, this smear campaign that, Charlemagne and like iHeart, whomever he's saying, like all these people are putting against him. He knows what it is. And he was like, any people that I was going to seriously do business with anyway aren't phased by this shit. And anybody who was phased by it, I wasn't going to do shit with them anyway. So I don't really give a fuck. And so Charlemagne's still just like, this nigga dumb. And then he comes, Charlemagne, like the next week, comes out with this big, you know, deal with um, like a big podcast deal. Where he gets, like, he's getting, like, don't give me the number. I think, like, 18. I don't know why 18 is coming to mind. But a certain number of black podcasters. So it's all black podcasters. And he's starting, like, this black podcasting conglomerate, I guess. And he's the one over it. And it, it's the head one is going to be The Breakfast Club, which obviously isn't a podcast. But they're just going to turn it into one. You know, it could be one easily. Just listen to it. And, um... He kind of came up with that big deal, and that's a lot of money for him. It's really, it's really big look for him. So then that was kind of like his wap out to Joe, like, ha-ha, look at me. And then Joe was like, it don't fucking matter. He's like, you're repurposing audio. That's not a podcast. That's a radio show. You're turning into a podcast, which is true. He's not lying. And he's like, and again, you don't own that shit. He's like, we are not fighting. And when Joe started snapping, he snaps. We are not in the same fight. I'm doing this shit for you, stupid niggas. <laughs> <laughs> he goes off and then he comes down there like all right damn joe you straight he's like yeah i'm fine i'm done i don't talk about it anymore so i think the last thing i saw was joe was like charlemagne said let's not do this publicly like let's not be publicly but it's like it's just been so public already right. and i and i think she, you know charlemagne has a podcast and i think he talked about it more in the podcast so joe was kind of snapping about that shit too he was just like all these Charlemagne dick riders so like andrew schultz i love andrew schultz because that's they're brilliant idiots together but he's mm -hmm. like andrew schultz um, I think her name is Crystal. I think Crystal that's on the the Reed podcast, something like that. Like he was just saying the name of all these people that are just like all on Charlemagne's dick, jumping on this, just you know, spitting out false you know things he asked for. He allegedly asked for all this money. He you know it was just like y'all are just it's ridiculous. So I, I don't know. I hope they figure it out because I like their little love hate relationship, but it always seemed to be more love. Like they would host excuse me, like end of the year things together because they're both such strong personalities. But, bitch, you know, it's a little touch and go at this moment now. And I don't know when the last night, I think the last updates I heard of all this shit was last week. But I hope Joe does, does continue what he's doing because I do think he's fighting a, a different fight. And I, I, don't, I think... Um, Regardless, I agree. I feel like they should support support him on it because he's going. He's comparing himself to, uh, I believe, the Joe Rogan podcast, which has been around for a bazillion years, and apparently it's very, very good. Like everybody likes it, whites and the blacks. So it's not a situation where he just kind of uh, feeds to one demographic. Everybody likes him, and he's he's been doing it longer than Joe. So they're like, you can't compare yourself to him. He makes this and this million dollars, and you don't. And he's like, yeah, but they want me to bring them more black creators to like Spotify. Why the fuck would I do that when I see how the fuck they handling me? 
He's like, I'm the most popular one I would bring here. And when I say, okay, you need to pay, you, we need to make these different changes in whatever we do, y'all giving me fucking Rolex watch, Rolex watches. Like, what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. So I agree with him. He's like, why the fuck would I bring more black creatives here if I'm the black, the first one y'all had, and y'all ain't do shit with it? Y'all try my ass like a duck. So I don't know. You know, may these black brothers, you know to say brothers, yes. brothers. You know, figure it out. Um, and I think they both have a very, well, whatever, fuck that nigga. It is what it is, that personality. Somebody above may come and bring them together. But I don't know who the fuck would. They damn sure ain't Envy or Angelique, so who fucking knows? And I did see something the other day where apparently Charlamagne finally apologized for not defending Angelique when Gucci went off in his little thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel a way about that only because, to me, it was so obviously aggressive like Gucci got beef fuck that bitch whatever he was saying and I know it I know something in him said this is good this isn't gonna go well and he stood by it for months like they apparently they, they were weird in, in on the show and I'm hearing they unfollow each other something like that and so I get it like your interviewer and all that but then don't, why come do it now like I don't like that I feel like you knew it was fucked up when he did it you knew it was fucked up when he said, and he was like, all right, come on, bro. Like, he ain't saying nothing. Like, he just let it go and then defended his actions afterwards. Like, on another interview. I don't like that. Like, how do, why do you just all of a sudden just see how fucked up it is months later? Or, it, I don't think it's been a year, but like months later. I feel like you knew it was fucked up then and you should have said something then. I don't like that after the fact. I support you co-host shit that he's on. Like, I don't like that. Job. Well, it's been a while since that shit happened, actually. So, and they've actually, um, him, Envy, and, um, Angela have kind of rekindled their friendship because they, she felt a way about being on the show in general. This was mm-hmm. last year sometime. This is a mm-hmm. long time ago. Um, and she spoke out about her always being kind of like the last leg. Like nobody ever lets her speak. And when she does speak, it's like, ah, oh, okay, pacify, moving along type thing. Um, so I feel like when they, and I think Angela talked about it, like they hashed out their beef and got it done, but I didn't know, um, whether Charlemagne apologized quietly before he went publicly, mm-hmm. but their relationship changed and you can kind of see how it got better. Cause it seemed standoffish. Like they weren't yeah. jokey jokey anymore. I hadn't listened to it in a while, but I listened maybe a couple of days ago. It did seem yeah. pretty normal to Yeah. Me. And they weren't jokey jokey. I would say the end of last year, you could tell she seemed very off put when it came to them. She's kind of just sitting there and they're going back and forth. And she's like, all right, here's a room report. Like it was very cold yeah. on her end. And you can tell they weren't trying to lead her into the conversation either. So it's like she's forcing her way into the conversation versus them saying, what you think, Ange? Because they used to do that all the time. And then it stopped. So um, Mm. I feel like with this public private shit, I really do hope that people um, are following through with if you're really friends with this person, then this wouldn't be the case. But you're not really friends with this person. That's what a lot of people were saying about them, and too. And it's, it's the same thing when it comes to J. Cole and who's no the who came at him? Oh, no. Uh, who came at J. Cole about Chance. him saying that? Yeah, so if they were truly friends in the industry, he would have called him. 
And well, I know. But did you see why he said he did he it? He addressed him because he addressed it publicly. So yeah. why not address and him? And he was publicly? defending a woman, which I, I yeah, I, I get it. But you should have called him, and he should have apologized without anybody knowing it was you. If that was your friend, hey, bro. The first thing I'm doing when I'm seeing any y'all, because some of y'all, some of my friends post emotional stuff on their their Facebook and their Instagram, and I ain't talked to them all day. So sometimes y'all get to social media before you get to your actual friends. Which is cool. Share what you need to share. But if I see some shit that's off the wall, I'm not going to comment. I'm going to call you. <laughs> Bitch, you okay? What Bitch, no. And then we have this whole moment. But it's like, that's what you do when you're friends. You call the person and say you out of line. Or why would you post that? You know this nigga finish it. Why mm-hmm. would you? Do- I don't give a fuck. Well, give a fuck. Everybody know your shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like. I, I always think of that, the bigger picture, like we're so locked into our phones and constantly sharing and getting validation and opinions from everybody. It's just like, bruh, do that, but confront people. Like, it's just already too public. You might as well just go on to make that private, go on to confront that person and let them know, hey, bro, you need to take that shit down. You need to apologize before you take it down. Um, screenshot it if you want to remember what you said, but delete that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like there needs to be some type of... Uh, moral responsibility when it comes to posting and confronting people. Because if you really want me, then you know how to get me, bruh. Yeah. If you feel like I was out of line, bruh, call me, bruh. You know a way to do that. But you want the hype. You want the numbers. You want the people to know. You want people to chime in. But you know what I think it could also be, too? Aside from wanting the hype and wanting the numbers, um, when things happen where somebody needs to be called out and they aren't called out, then people start to point the finger then. Not to say they would have went to chance, but how many situations has something happened? Like, every time something happened and people feel like Beyonce don't do enough, she get called the fuck out. If something happens in Miami and Rick Ross don't say something, he get called the fuck out. Something happened in Atlanta and T.I. don't do something, he get called the fuck out. So it's kind of like, in in your scenario, you, you lose if you do, you lose if you don't. Because if you do say something and you address it by trying to defend this woman, it's... A problem you should have wrote him privately but if you would have wrote him privately and it's kind of, and maybe j cole didn't say something he would have still the only way he would have kept his name from being in some bullshit it's kind of like when kanye started going crazy kanye's the one who signed john legend right or discovered him or whatever the fuck so when he started doing crazy like john legend came out and was like bro you gotta chill he called he called him he texted him he tried all these things and i guess kanye was still being weird and then i guess he was like okay i tried to do this the on yeah, the low that's way. what she does. No, she it do. wasn't even him that put them out, bitch. I'm wrong. Kanye did it. Never mind. That's here. That's here. That's apply. Kanye put the whole conversation out there. He was like, I'm right. And you're probably trying to make this shit work and you're trying to fix it. But yeah. he gets the props from that because he definitely tried and yeah. he didn't make it a public spectacle. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Sometimes when people don't, it's a situation where, okay, so all y'all just gonna see him sitting here trying her and none of y'all say nothing. Cause that's essentially what the fuck she did. She didn't write anybody right. indirectly and say, cause apparently she was talking about J. Cole. Did she so, tag him? No, okay. she just said it. So um, right. he falls in the category of what she was talking about, and maybe who knows? They must have some type of prior something. Your hit dog will holler, as they say. Um, so and my thing is, I still don't feel like he went in. No, 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 I don't either. I don't. Do I don't feel like he did. So I may be completely biased to this situation. I feel like Chance, you could have stayed your ass out of this because he didn't try a black mm-hmm. woman. He didn't. In my eyes. He did not try a black woman yeah, and diminish his, her. Yeah, he I listened not, to the song and I didn't think he it was He did bad. not drag her. He didn't. And regardless of whoever the fuck he was talking about, now we know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like if it's blatant disrespect, 
You do that. You you swoop in, and I would say do it privately first. Do what John Legend did, and then get blasted after. <laughs> but blasted do after. it first because that's what friends do, right? Uh-huh. How many comments do these people get a day? And I know they sift through to see the blue check. I know they do because nobody fucking matter but the blue checks, to be real. They don't address normal people now. Cardi B got time. Gabrielle Union got time. Meg Stallion got time. Ari got time. Tommy I know time. people that have time for us commoners. But for the people who don't have time, they looking for the blue check. They looking for the names that they know, that the people that they know that comment on certain things. So all that time they took sifting, your ass could have sent a text. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm just saying. I just feel like the, some normality needs to come out of this, like, Knowing how to confront people in a way where it's not embarrassing, because once I'm embarrassed, bitch, now nah, I gotta show out. Yeah, if you if you now, don't have a, if the people don't have a control on, on that, they they act the ass. Now I gotta show out. Yeah. Now I feel like you tried me. Now I like a duck. Now I like a soft ass nigga. Like okay, so I'm a woman beater. Okay, like not everybody want to get all big, Tory fucking lanes, and just go in. When this shit could have been done civilly, you could have just handled this so much quietly. better, Mr. Lanes. Just saying. Fuck. Alright, well, do better, y'all. Shout out to uh, Jeezy. He had a new talk show coming out, girl. I don't know what it's about. Him and his wife? Yeah, I might say that sounds so much like um, his boo, but he got a new talk show coming out. I don't know what the fuck he's going to be talking about. But, um... uh, Jeezy. My dog was reformed. I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, you know, I don't know how... I I mean, I guess that's good that he's coming out of, like... We'll see. Yeah, but what you going to be talking about? Like, you the snowman. Come on. Like, what are we doing? Don't, I don't know. Um, that makes me. Um, I'm interested to find out. Um, all right, we gotta do our song. Mm. Oh well, the first song that I came to Leah Thanks. about was Beyonce. Um, we on her this. Lemonade album, I said that already. Yeah, we did it on the first one. I know. Yes, we did. I think I did. Gosh, there's so many songs that we know and we don't. I think I did X on one of them. I don't want to oh. be X because that song. Sweet. All right, Indy He heals me. This is on a lovey dovey note. Um, he heals me. He knows the real me, and he accepts like he me. This. He never hurts me. I don't think I did Indy I believe you got it. He heals me. He knows the real me. He accepts me. He never hurts me. He heals me. Um. Oh wait, and even and even when I'm wrong, he's still kind. He chooses his words wisely when he tells me I'm not right. How many times have you been wrong about some shit and the motherfucker just 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 went the fuck off, right? This yeah. nigga loves you and you wrong. You dead as you loud and wrong. This nigga just cussing you out, right? Yeah. We all been there. Personally, <laughs> personally right? I've been there. Am am right? Right? Um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily wrong, but I could have been. I could have been. Um, but that that song, um, it just puts me in it put me in a place when I was listening to it over and over and over. Um, me and Leah have these times. Mila too. Shout out to Mila. Well, we like a song. We'll play it 17,000 times, times on repeat. Like literally over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, because the song in the moment resonates with how we feel or it resonates what we want to feel. You know what I'm saying? So um, that mm-hmm. song by India Irie, bruh. I always said, I want to feel this way about a man. I want... Like we talked about earlier, like songs kind of do give us the words that we want to feel or want to say um, when we're expressing our love to people. Um, But that song is so beautiful because I feel like 
It just talks about effective communication. That's yeah. all it is. Like everybody wants to be talked to um, properly and um, nicely. Just speak speak to me kindly. Like I may be upsetting you, I may be frustrating you, but I need you to choose your words wisely when you tell me I'm not right. Just bring me back down. Don't raise your voice at me. Even if I'm raising my voice, ask me to calm down. Like there's so many different, and some people don't tell me to calm down. Like I know that there's people out there like that just, just, like, like, just want to be relax. like, fuck all of that. What the fuck you mean? Relax? Calming down shit. Cause I feel like you patronizing me. Like I know we have these yeah. defense mechanism up. Um, but that song, it just makes me, it makes me feel good about, um, love and what good relationships look like and effective communication can really change kind of like the trajectory of where a relationship could go even if it started off fucked up like we don't have to end fucked up like yeah. we all learn from somewhere everybody has their own tit for tats and what they like to do some people like to confront shit up like off like up front and some people like to think about it and then talk about it later but when you have those people who like to talk about it up front, who like to think about it. And they got it. You put them together. Right. Um, it's rough. Definitely. Because this bitch, this nigga, tell me, tell me. This person, no, I need to think. So I know how aggravating that could be. But if you want effective communication, let's reconvene. Gotta compromise let's reconvene in an hour. That's good for you. You know what? It is good for me. Let me go take a walk. Let me go take a ride. I'll be back in an hour. Or let me go watch my show. Let me calm myself down. Like I think so many things could be prevented if we just learn how to listen to each other and effectively communicate. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Okay, so the one I got is a song that I was a young gentleman played for me recently, and I actually really enjoy this song. I played it too many times the other day. Um, now his name is G A S H I, so I would say Gashi. Yeah, Gashi figure it out but the song is called lies and it's a lovely song and the chorus always gets me i just found out what he said i definitely thought the beginning says misery can find company in a broken heart i always because he sings it like this misery can find company in a broken heart i always thought he said misery can fuck company <laughs> That's hilarious. So I don't know, but apparently that's not what he said. Anyway, the part I like was the chorus. It's like you know, go ahead and tell me all your lies. Go ahead and tell me all your lies, lies, lies. You're not in love with me tonight. I'm no good, but I'm afraid to die alone. Right? Mm. And so somebody just recently, I found out somebody recently said to somebody, you know, let's just fucking be together because I just don't want to be alone. It's just like, damn, that's fucked. Up. Like that's mm-hmm. a fucked up way to put that to get me to wanna and it's a, and it as real as it may be yeah and 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 that to me is the difference between that's a brief remission but like I feel like I'm real but I hate people that are just real and like dick real you don't have to be a dick to be real right. you don't have to say shit in the harshest possible yeah. fucking way yeah. you know and they don't even think it's harsh no that's what I'm saying that's what I feel like come on they don't, even, like, they don't even think it's harsh you ain't you can tell us little fuck I was on it like I that. was honest. Yes. I said what I said. Yes. And, and and they should already know how I feel. It's a lot of people yeah. who have these like you should already know how I feel deep down. Well, like, I, well I would say in know? a situation where if they do know each other like that, then I guess I I'm sure they've given signs of this type of behavior before, so maybe they would know. But to, just to go back to the you know the point, like you're not in love with me tonight, uh, but I'm af- I know, but I'm afraid to die alone. So it's like to me, this just kind of goes back to just and this could be a metaphorical song. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to really. Um, she took a hundred for me. 
I took her off the shelf. Can't believe how much I paid for someone else. A pretty life is upside down. I'm so afraid. Don't leave me now. Yeah, he going through it. Like, you know, he he is going to settle. Then it's funny because you usually don't hear this from men. This is more so kind of like on the two songs I did on the last episode where it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to take whatever I can take. Like, I'm going to go through the churches of hell. And um, I'd rather be vulnerable with you and give you myself than find a better nigga. Or scissor. I'd rather just share you. Because that's how much I love you instead of fighting another guy. And with him, um, he knows she's not in love with him. Or him, I don't know, he could be gay. So maybe he knows he or she is not in love with them. But it's no good and he's afraid to die alone. So he's just going to take it. And I'm So many like, people settling around here because they don't want to be alone. Yeah. Damn. Try yeah. not to do that. That's a good... Um, <laughs> if you get 63, I guess. But... <laughs> if you get old... If don't you, say it! <laughs> don't say it! Just be like, I've always loved you. And I want this to work. <laughs> Don't say the other thing. <laughs> Don't say the obvious. It's it's we get it. Your days are numbered, but don't oh, go there. Got your fucking days. Don't man. got your fucking days, bitch. Oh god. Connor. Don't do it. Yeah. All right. Well, we can end it on this. Um, so I there's been a lot of communication errors, issues that I've noticed. It's kind of just been floating around and um in in the air lately i personally have had one and it's caused things to not be working now because communication is something that um people are deciding not to fix like their communication sucks and they just want to stay that way and 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 ending on what micah said about her song i just think you know i went on this rant a couple weeks back about just like if, if they wanted to they would um Mm-hmm. People make time for what they want to make time for. Like any little metaphor you can think of, it's so simple that it's stupid because that is the case. Um, life is so short. Like there's so many things that aren't even worth half the hassle that that we we put on it, half the stress. Think about how many things you were aggravated about years ago, a couple years ago, last month, that you really give no fucks about at this current moment. You get what I'm saying? And for me as... Um, Naturally, the lovey-dovey person been trying to avoid this shit like the plague, but I, that is me, my nature. It's like um, I take betrayal a weird way. I take uh, mistreatment in a hard way. And what I had to come to the conclusion of telling myself is like, you know, if this person wanted to fix this, if this person wanted this to happen, if this person wanted to rectify this problem, if this first person wanted to fix the situation they would have and when it's that simple then you kind of have to let certain shit go you know you're either going to sit there and wait and chase and try to figure out how to fuck solve it or give people the credit they deserve for making the decisions that they made you know this kind of ties into what Micah said on the last episode too about you know um it's I, I'm gonna tell her about it off the air but something that I've been thinking about since I got the phone with her today and it's just kind of like, you may have made a misjudgment about something. You know, maybe someone made a misjudgment, but if it cost, in the Brown and Till situation of life, if it cost, in a way lighter situation, someone's feelings being hurt. Repercussions need to come from that. If you want certain things to have, you need to be held accountable for the shit that you do. Yep. There's a repercussion for doing this. You don't get to kill somebody and just go on with your fucking life like nothing happened. Mistake or not. There's a repercussion for this cause and effect. And so on a lighter note, um, same thing. Like you don't get to just hurt someone's feelings 
and go on with your day like nothing happened or be cool with them like nothing happened like you have there's there's things that i think do need to happen just to solidify that it's not okay to do this if you don't check bad behavior sometimes it just fucking trails the fuck on yeah, you know and it, and it keeps happening so i think um communication is such a big thing I, from my understanding that's what causes a lot of issues in relationships and the ones i've had it's definitely been a problem people not communicating properly and i think if communication and this is for couples that have probably been together for a long time couples that are just starting i do think that's that is such a big thing and if you really wanted to work on either end i would just say you guys really got to find a way to um to talk to each other or try to understand each other and if you do get to the point where you realize this shit we just can't click like i think me and one of my exes one of my longest exes that was our problem like we we started after years of being together it was just like damn you really see it this way and i really see it that way and i think the one of the first times i realized he and i we weren't even being dicks about it we just had two different views of this. It's like, we really don't see shit the same. And then we started not seeing anything the fucking same. And hence, you know, I broke up with them. So it's like, but it worked because it just wasn't necessary. We were just making each other miserable. And that that's a sad place to get to. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in our case, it wasn't because we definitely dragged that shit way longer than we were supposed to. So it wasn't sad. We were just over each other. But then, of course, you miss each other five minutes later because we've been together for 77 years. So, of course... You know, but whatever. It's a sad stage to get to, but um, we have a friend that when she breaks up with guys, she just does it. Let's just be straight. And she just, I'm sure she grieves in some type of way, but sis cuts, ties, and goes. And every time she talks to me about it, when she does stuff like this, she was just like, you know, for one, it's, just, it's what the fuck, what's the point of sitting around being unhappy? Like, he and I aren't getting along. We don't agree with what's happening. All right, fine. And then, like, on her swaggy shit, she's like, you know how many niggas out here trying to, Take me out? Mm-hmm. Why am I sitting here with him arguing every day and I'm trying to make it work and he's not even trying to make it work? All right, cool. Well, let's just do that shit. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. See you later. Bye. Like, she's she's just so whatever. Like, she's like goals AF, bro. Like, I don't understand. But um, she's just that. So I guess just take it all the way back to communication. It's such a, um, it's such a minor yet very important part of any relationship, friendship, family, anything. And, um, I can definitely say it's played a part in a lot of relationships I've had that haven't worked out. This has been friendships and this has been guys um, that we just can't find an effective way to communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Or maybe someone's too frustrated and they don't want to hear my ass or Mm -hmm. vice versa. Me, I always want to hear them because I when I'm in the zone of fixing it, like what Michael just said, like I'm the one that needs to talk about it now. I'm irritated now. What you just did is pissed me off to this extent now. We need to talk about it now. I've always dated guys who don't want to talk about it now. They need a day. They need some hours, and I fucking hate that shit. But depending on what it is, sometimes I let that bitch ride. And this is a compromise that I have to make, compromise that they have to make when they got to talk, talk to me about that shit right then and there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a compromise thing, and I think if you're not willing to do that in any of your relationships, that's another way it's going to fail you. This gives the impression that you think you just got all the motherfucking answers, and you always right. So one thing I'll say about that, I just had this conversation with my best friend's um, you know, we talked about how much we've been through in relationships. And I do believe that women go through a much deeper level of crap in relationships because we take a lot more. Right. So like we are way more forgiving and um, we get dragged through the mud and um, 
we do and tolerate with things we shouldn't. We settle like we, we we're doing all these things leading up to this point. So the point that I made last night, I was like, bro, mind blown. This is why we're like the way we are. Mind you, I've learned so much about what works in relationships because of what didn't work in relationships. And because I've been through so much because she's been through so much, we've reached emotional maturity. We've reached emotional maturity and to be able to effectively communicate with these niggas, no matter who they are. And I really thought to myself, damn, if I deal with complication in the relationship, wanting to talk it through to find a solution and the person I'm with literally just wants to yell and scream and be upset and cause a scene and show up and whatever, we are not emotionally yoked. Mm-mm. There's no way we're going to be able to hear each other because I'm rational. This person is irrational and they don't seem to want to be rational because they've dealt with unhealthy shit that they haven't learned from yet. And I literally came to the position last night. I was like, bruh, we've been through too much to keep going through it. Right. So when we get to a point where we're able to articulate our feelings right then and there, and we're able to give it a day or give it a couple of days and be able to come to a, a situation where we had a falling out. I can literally voice what my problem is. I don't, I'm not in the, 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 the air about the shit. I know what it is. I don't like the way you talk to me. I do feel like you do this and this to me. I do feel like at some point um, you drown me out. I do like, I can literally list the things that you do to me and the instances that you've done them to me. And what do you do when it's your turn? You get on the defense. You never address anything I've said, anything I felt. You attack me. That is a person who is not emotionally ready to move forward in an effective communication relationship. Maybe because they haven't gone through shit. Maybe you're their first love. And they don't know how to fucking do nothing because love make you do fucking burn and die and dumb yeah, shit. You know what I'm saying? Episode. So it's like, oh my gosh, like this person is not emotionally ready to do what I got going on. I'm ready to be mature and move past things and to be and and literally like get to the root of the problem so we can find a solution. And all you want to do is rah, 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 be mad and cuss me out. We're on two different levels. Mm. And that has nothing. That, and, and it's no shade to you. You ain't there yet. But, but if we can't find a, a, an, a, a, a mutual ground mm-hmm. where you can be like, you know what? <sighs> what I want to do. I'm, I really want to be irrational right now and I want to cuss you the fuck out. Can you please give me 30 minutes? And the rational person can say, you know what? You can I'll give it. you that. You can have it. I'll give you that. Oh, cool. Okay. Because they you respect me out right now. They right. respect <laughs> that you're not going to go there with them because the moment you don't go there with them, they get more hype. That person is not responsible and doesn't want to be responsible for their actions when they're um, upset, sad, or whatever, mad, whatever the case is. They're not ready for that. And maybe they haven't gone through enough to be able to be emotionally mature. But at the end of the day, I do feel like there are balances of where you meet people, where you've been with them, and they don't have as much ex- experience as you do. I know how to defuse a situation that is a, a de- that's escalating because of all the fucking relationships I've been in. Because all of the bad stuff that's happened to me when I let them go this way, right? Somebody got to be knowledgeable about the shit. They just have to be. So uh, we came to that epiphany last night, and it made a lot of sense. And I feel like moving forward in her relationship, she'll be able um, to at least say to him, this is what I've recognized with us. And 
no harm, no foul, but we can't go on like that. Like it's never end all be all. You don't have to end something um, because you notice that there's a communication issue. You don't have to end it. But if no one's willing to fix it, then what the fuck? Yeah, what do you do? You know, that, you yeah. have to be on the same level. And I know that it takes time for people to grow and all that other stuff, but I think it's a real thing that communication is like a journey. It's kind of like forever growing and maturing. Like maturity doesn't come with age. I think maturity comes with um, experience and lessons and what you're taking away from that. Because you can go through a lot of shit and learn nothing. That's on you. You have to try to get something out of everything that's happening in your life. If you don't know how to do that or if you can't do that, then that's an even bigger problem. Because mm. you ain't just going through life just being here. There's some. There's a reason for everything. That's a reason why you went through that. There's a reason why my goddamn tire keep going flat. There's a reason. I don't know what it is. I know what it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, okay, slow down. Relax. Maybe you're driving too much. Maybe your, your road rage is getting out of control and uh, whatever the fuck. Like, you know, you just try to make sense of the things that are happening. rationalize why this is taking place. But you got to do that, I feel, to move yeah. forward. So I that's what I'll say about that. I agree. And that's that on that. I think um, that's a great point. You know, it's just, you know, things don't. If they wanted to, they would. So I, I'll definitely say take that with y'all through the streets. If they wanted to, they would. Um, and if they don't, then you you know that can mean a plethora of things. But I would like to think they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's where I take it. You know, that's yeah. where I take right. it. And they're not re- and they're not ready to. Yeah, they're not ready, or they don't want to. Yeah, or and if, if they're not ready, then that still implies that they don't want to at this moment. So you can still kind of just ride out with that cap, whatever it is. They don't want to for various reasons, but it's just, it's unfortunate um, that communication is like literally one of the most important things we do with each other as humans. And it's so shot to shit. I was saying that last night while I was waiting on Micah's car. I was like, you know, um, there's, I know people, I've heard of people that just have a really hard time with that human interaction. Like they just kind of block people out all the time. They don't let people get too close to them. And I never understood why people do that until some of the recent things I, I've been dealing with because it's just like people can be so fucked up. People can be so fucked up. And on another note, they don't even realize necessarily that there's something that they're dealing with that they haven't processed. Maybe something they haven't even fucking discovered. This is where shit like therapy or self-reflection or whatever comes in. But there's probably stuff that they're dealing with that they don't even know and that shows itself in being fucked up to other people and so it's like how do you in order to even get the human interaction that humans need just as beings we have to open ourselves up a little bit to somebody and it's such a scary thing almost to be vulnerable like that if if you go that far or even just let people in your space like that to piss you off some people can bounce back from that quick i was telling to micah like when i always said i wasn't friendly i'm actually very friendly i don't think it's a friendly thing i don't trust people yeah. And that's a that's a fact. That's a better statement. I'm I am friendly, but I don't trust people. So mm-hmm. I'd rather not have too many people around me. Yep. I don't want people to know where I live. I don't want them to meet my kid. You know stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I have a trust issue, which I'm fully aware of, but I'm fine with it, because once I get to that certain part with somebody, you know, trust kind of comes naturally at this point, and you you can eat away at that shit or that shit can rot. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Um, if they want to, they would, man. Keep that in mind, whatever the situation is. And don't, and understand that that shit also applies to you. You know, if you wanted to, you would. So if there's a situation that's not working and you and it's a beef, me and Micah beefing, okay, well, let me call her. 
If she doesn't want to respond to it, then, I mean, you can give yourself something that you tried there. But if they wanted to, they would. So if you wanted to reach out to your friend, your lover, your family member, then do it. Because they can have that same little, you know, that same little metaphor there for you. Right. All right, big fella. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to wrap this. Yeah, yay. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please visit us at let it say for you.com. Please visit us at let it say for you on IG, let it say for you on YouTube, and let it say for you, just the you on Twitter. Like it, it's been a delight per usual. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Be safe. Don't touch your face and stuff. Okay, bye. Coronavirus. Oh my god. Let's get real. <laughs>